Welcome to Unlimited Parenting, where we discuss having children with disabilities and special health care needs. I'm your host, Allison, and with me today is my co-host, Sarah. Today, we're going to be talking about what Idaho Parents Unlimited is and who it serves with our guest, Angela Lindig. I'm Allison. And I'm Sarah. Let's get into the stuff and the things. Today, we are excited to have Angela Lindig, the Executive Director of Idaho Parents Unlimited. She's here to share her powerful personal story, from being the parent of a child with a disability to being the Executive Director of Idaho's PTI and F2F. Hi, Angela. Hi, Allison. And welcome to Unlimited Parenting. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Angela, first question. Can you explain what PTI and F2F are? Yeah, we'll speak in acronyms. PTI stands for Parent Training and Information Center, and F2F stands for Family to Family Health Information Center. And both of those are the programs that we house here at Idaho Parents Unlimited. Great, so can you tell us a little bit about what IPOL is, or Idaho Parents Unlimited is, and then maybe what it isn't? Yeah, great. Um, Well, first, as the Parent Training and Information Center, which every state, by the way, has a PTI and an F2F, in Idaho, we have just one PTI, they're population-based, so in other states, there might be more than one. But here in Idaho, it's just us, and in, in that program, we provide training and resources and support to families who are raising children with disabilities, mostly around uh, special education services and their rights, their responsibilities, things to do with school, community-based stuff as well. Uh, As our Family to Family Health Information Center, we provide very similar types of resources and supports. The difference is it's for families who have children with special health care needs, which means they might be dealing with more complex medical conditions, but it doesn't have to mean that. But at the same time, it also means that we're going to be providing them with those community-based resources or anything related to their child's health. So that could be where they're looking for things like how to access various insurance sources or Medicaid or finding specialists for their kids. And then one of the most important things we do with all of this is act as a great partner with other agencies and organizations around our state and beyond, but really helping parents to know how to advocate on behalf of their kids, but then primarily around things like systems change. So advocating for systems that impact our kids is really critical to what we do. Great. So who can reach out to Idaho Parents Unlimited? Anybody can reach out to us. And so usually, It's parents calling us if they've heard about us, somebody has told them about us, but our professional partners can reach out to us and they can make a referral to for a parent to contact us or they might call us themselves if they want us to do perhaps a joint training with them or if they just want information on the things that we do that maybe they don't have to do. But usually it's parents and it's parents of children of any age and any diagnosis, and even those who don't have a diagnosis. So sometimes they're just getting started, maybe their child is being referred for some eligibility or testing, and so they might want to call us to find out what the process looks like. They can call us or on the phone, they can use our intake line, or they can use our email or our social media accounts. There's lots of ways they can get in touch with us, but I usually just say call us, but 
that's not the only way they're contacting us. And when you say their child, what is it just school age children or? Mm-mm, no, we actually, I would say the majority of those that do contact us are school aged, but we encourage families who have very young children. If they're just starting out, maybe they are getting into infant and toddler services and early intervention services for their kids. They're not going to maybe know what an organization like ours could even do for them. So that's one of those things like, well, I don't, as a parent myself, I would think I don't know why I would need to contact them because I don't even know what I don't know yet. (laughs) And so contacting this office might be one of those things where it's like I was told to contact you, but I don't know why, right? So, um, and sometimes we do get those kinds of calls and then we'll help a parent sort of navigate whatever system they're trying to... uh, understand or maybe they've just gotten a new diagnosis and they want information about that specific condition maybe finding other supports or sometimes it's just a shoulder sometimes it's just I need to talk to another parent who has walked this walk in some way shape or form doesn't need to be identical but just another parent who maybe understands some of the journey right so I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that so um, parent centers and family to family health information centers are family or family run parent led um, organizations. So, could you tell us um, a little bit about your story of having a child with a disability? Well, I love to share my own story, <laughs> so sure. Uh, yes, I have my I have three kids, but my oldest is my daughter Amber, who has a developmental disability, and she is now twenty six. But she was not meeting her milestones very early on. You know, as a new mom, you're kind of noticing those Mm -hmm. things with your baby. Maybe you're in new mom groups and you're kind of comparing and you're like, (laughs) my baby's not doing all of those things. Maybe she should be doing more. Mm -hmm. And very quickly, we noticed that, you know, she wasn't crawling. She wasn't rolling over. She wasn't sitting up. she She wasn't doing the things that you know, babies, infants, and toddlers should be doing, and and again, meeting those milestones. So uh, that started us on a pretty lengthy journey first to get her interventions, Mm -hmm. got her into those infant-toddler services that I talked about. Every state has infant-toddler programs um, for early intervention. A lot of people don't, they're not aware of that, but that's also a a no-charge service for families for those birth-to-three kiddos. And um, we got her into those services and then started to just help her make some of those gains. But her, her condition would be finally diagnosed in her early 20s, a, a true wow. diagnosis of a genetic condition that science had not caught up with in her earlier mm-hmm. years. But we did all the things that we needed to do to help her develop and grow and, and ultimately got that, that true diagnosis of this uh, string of letters. It's an <laughs> HNRNPH2 genetic mutation. We don't even have a syndrome name, so it's so, it's so rare. But um, it's been really my, uh, she has moved me in my life in ways that I never would have imagined, which my background was in real estate and property management and then this baby comes (laughs) along and just changes the whole trajectory of my life and this is my work this is helping other families working uh, just just those connections so that other parents don't have to reinvent the wheel Mm -hmm. yet supporting them on whatever their journey is because we're all going to have our own path no matter what and 
this led me to my work here and I've been here at Idaho Parents Unlimited now for 13 years wow. and um, I love I love that we get to meet new families all over our state and meet them where they're at in whatever part of their life they're at. Um, Amber, Amber just truly changed me as a person and I'm just grateful for her every day and she's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. We've certainly met a lot of wonderful families, haven't we? Yep. So speaking of Amber, I was curious, what do you think the biggest differences are in supports and services now versus when she was a child? What was that, mid-2000s? Good question, Allison. <laughs> um, you know, like most of us, as we discover that our child isn't typically developing or has whatever health concerns that we, we have for our kids we sort of fall into these services and systems that we really maybe never wanted to know anything about. Um, but now we get to know about them and we need to know a lot about them in order to be effective on helping our kids reach their full potential. Amber was very, very fortunate to be born when she was born at a time when services were I would say a little more plentiful, not in all states, but here in Idaho, there was more available to her. We live in the Boise area, so granted, I recognize that we were not in a rural community, so we definitely had more access to more provider types, too. She had access to developmental therapies, physical therapy, speech therapy, occupational therapy, a lot of specialists. Uh, and for some families, that would be overwhelming. That would be right. too much for their kids. For her, it's what she needed, and and it was right for us. So I would never tell one family they need all these services. <laughs> right. That worked for us. Families need to figure out what's best for them. However, when services don't exist, that so much for options, right? I mean, if they don't exist, it, you, you don't really have the choice of what your child's going to have access to. And that's been very frustrating for me as a parent who, as I now watch younger children either not have access to services, whether it be because of provider shortages, which is something that's a, a critical issue across the nation and, mm-hmm. and here in Idaho as well, but also really what's happened to a lot of our I guess, payment for services. We have seen our Medicaid funding. Yes, it has increased over the years in the large scale, but for individual children, funding has decreased over the years. So what Amber was able to access in her uh, early years and youth, kids simply just don't have access to all of that today. And it's sometimes very challenging for me to see her where she is today and knowing how she got to the level of independence that she has, knowing that those systems maybe don't exist for the mm-hmm. kids that are coming up today, right. you know. And so that that's challenging, but it goes back to what I said in the very beginning and helping parents understand how to advocate for their kids and these systems. It's important that we who have the history share that how the the impact mm-hmm. of these systems and the good use of our taxpayer dollars to help our kids be as productive, healthy, and um, independent as possible as they get older and into yeah. adulthood. Yeah, that's 
I think that's our, our goal as, as parents, um, that we want to see our kids um, be successful. I think for any of us, when mm-hmm. we have kids, that's what we all want. We right. want them to be successful in this world. We want them to be happy. We want them to thrive. And we want to do whatever we can as parents to help them get there. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so Angela, one more question. What is the one thing parents need to know? Wow. Okay, so there's no one thing that parents need to know because there's, yeah, exactly. There's no one parent. I mean, there's no one situation for all of us. We're all dealing with different situations, different kids, different diagnoses, different places in our lives. So my answer to that would be that parents need to know that organizations like ours exist so that they can call us and or reach out to us any way that works for them and that we can help them navigate whatever systems they're touching in their family at that given time. There is nothing in our organization, no system in our organization that we don't help families with. And there, if there is something that a family wants that isn't part of our scope of work, then we are going to be able to direct them to the, the right services, such as legal assistance. We're not attorneys. We're not here to provide legal assistance. But what I do find is that there are so many parents that are going to other places, non, I guess, unvetted, uh, either individuals or um, organizations that are uh, just where they're looking for information or help and maybe they're not getting accurate information or maybe they're not getting the best ways to advocate effectively for their kids. Our organization is credible, accurate, neutral, vetted, and always at no charge to families. And so I just want parents to know that we're here and we're here to help them. Great. Thank you so much for joining us. And we're so glad um, that you could share that expertise and all that experience and knowledge. Um, We'll definitely be having you back um, in the future. And thank you all out there for listening. Um, If you're in Idaho or planning on moving to Idaho and have any questions um, on systems or services for children with disabilities, please reach out to us um, on our website at ipolidaho.org. That's I P ulidaho.org. Be sure to come back next time. Until then, I'm Sarah. And I'm Allison. And this has been Unlimited Parenting.